0: Welcome to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Lenzel. This is episode five. Dude, we're going to talk to someone from Detroit Rock City today. All right. What's his name? Mr. Aaron Ginther. And he has seen Metallica. Uh, You're familiar with Wayne Gretzky? Yes, sir. Do you remember Wayne Gretzky's jersey number? 99 oh right that's how many times Ginther has seen the mighty Metallica machine 80 or 90 times It's too many times
1: 80 or 90 times that's too many times once or twice is cool but 80 or 90 times man
0: 99 times seeing the Metallica machine from Detroit dude how many times have you and I been in Michigan together Jeff oh man
2: I honestly don't know off the top of my head but it has been a lot
0: over what 9 years 8 years 8-9 Eight, years Eight years. We've had some great times in the uh, the Motor City, the uh, just the state in general. Yeah,
2: I do recall some some fun events. Uh, didn't we take? Did we take one of the buses to Detroit? We did. Flint. Yeah, that's when. Uh, I'm sorry, Saginaw. That's when Bill threw the pitcher of uh, pasta,
0: right? I think that was that. The frozen pitcher of. Alfredo Alfredo (laughs) pasta against a wall. That's when we played at that arena. That's right. Good times. Michigan has a lot of cities in it.
2: Yeah. And it's like surprisingly really far from Minnesota, even though it doesn't look that far on the map. It's just, I was so surprised the first time I drove there. I didn't think it would take that long. Well, you got to go around that little pond called Lake Michigan. Yeah. It's just a little one. If only we could have loaded the van up on the ferry, drive through that small town called
0: Chicago, right? Um, Detroit, Flint, Saginaw, Kalamazoo, Battle Creek, Lansing, uh, Rothbury, which was where we played that Harley festival. Oh yeah. That what was, a was that festival one. called. Sandy Corley, oh yep, that's right outside of uh Muskegon, Hey, man, you
2: know more about the globe than I do. Grand Rapids, oh, yep, yep,
0: definitely. I remember that one. I think that's oh, and then, uh, remember when we played on that barge on the river <laughs> on the Canadian border? oh that was a
2: that was a weird show, but that was cool.
0: Don't quote me on this, but I think that was called St Clair, Michigan. That's when we played, that's when we opened up for, um, what's their name? Total One-Hit Wonder. Uh, right, uh, (laughs) (laughs)
2: Cake? No, it definitely wasn't Cake.
0: Dude, Dude, I'm just trying to blank now. Well then. Oh my god, it's gonna drive me nuts. Sponge? That's mm, it. That
2: yep, I was say that was in Sponge.
0: That sounds right. I love how I went from cake to sponge. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Remember we 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 had to load in at that power plant to get on the barge? Yep, and then it brought the and gear down. And then it brought us down a half mile to where the festival was on the river. That's where they oh. had those cigar boats racing that day. Yep. I remember me and, memories.
2: me and Jeff Small, we got stuck in the traffic because of the event going on, trying to get in. That's the day. And we were like super late to load in. I felt so bad because we weren't the headliner that day. So I'm like, oh shit, here we are, the opener, and I'm running late. <laughs> we're going to have Jeff Small on. Yeah, he's, uh, he's seen some things with us. He's a transportational engineer. Had a couple of drinks. Saw a couple of things
0: keeps us out of the driver's seat. And I think after that show, he took a wrong turn on a detour driving our gear home. We flew home that night and he ended up in like a shit shithole Flint.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He said that uh, it, it's not often that he gets nervous in an area, but he said, <laughs> <laughs> he said driving through there with about, you know, 50 grand worth of gear in the back. Um, yeah. Excuse me. He said that was a little nerve wracking. Pardon me. Uh, I wonder if you could tell me how to get back on the expressway. Hey, fuck your mama. Thank you very much. I vividly remember that now. If we have him on this show, he can he can tell that story because he tells it a lot better than I
0: do. Great detail. And I'm not saying that Flint's a shithole. Parts of it are a little rough at two in the morning, but Flint's one of my most favorite cities to plan because the venue called The Machine Shop is amazing. I've heard so much about that venue, but... <laughs>
2: Unfortunately, uh, that was before I was in the band. Before you made it, dude. We played there three or four times before you joined. Huh. And then I join and look what happens. Yep. Never play Flint again. Nope. We just play
0: Sturgis and amphitheaters and that's true arenas. I want you to witness the machine shop at least in one soul because it's a club and they make it sound like the... Oh well in michigan the old pontiac silver dome it sounded like a stadium in that
2: place i've heard nothing but good things about that place i've seen all the bands that play there and it's like dude i would love to i'd love to be able to play that venue someday
0: unbelievable so long story short we love michigan
2: yeah michigan uh you know their roads aren't their greatest but they're good people
0: yeah they're a little rough a lot of semis beating up the pavement there yeah um, another town that starts with the letter M Melbourne, Australia was the Metallica Monday show tonight. I just I actually watched it. I unfortunately couldn't see all of it, but gotcha. I saw, I
2: saw that that was the show. Definitely. I'm going to try and check it out tomorrow.
0: I, I've seen every Metallica Monday show. I just, I barely watch them live cause Monday nights are a little busy for me. Yeah. I'm usually pretty bu- uh, busy on Monday as well checked it out uh my show notes hit the light was played at a record blazing speed oh really you could barely hear the riff of the vocals because Lars (laughs) did three lines of speed before he went on I think that's like uh creeping death through the never speed it was crazy um leper messiah oh that's a good one my friend of misery And All Nightmare Long, and I noticed through probably half the show, Kirk's Fly was down. Clunk. Big clunk. I don't think they have a a fly monitor or a fly roadie. Yeah, no, they don't, uh, but maybe they should now. And the last four songs, two of them were Blackened and Damage ink. For the end? Yeah, they went out, like, blazing. The encore, I'm assuming? Uh, Yes. I should say the last songs were, the last six, Blackened, Nothing Else, Sandman, Creep, Damage Ink, Seek. Wow. That is yeah. a, that's a powerhouse to close with. I think they were a little tired after that, but I'm like, that's pretty cool. I'd be tired by that point. Well, to rock out Blackened and Damage Ink in the last four slots, I was like, that's killer, you know, speaking of
2: Blackened, did you see that Blackened was going up against enter Sandman in the in the
0: polls? Um, that's a sore subject right now, dude. I think I'm done. you know, I actually thought that Blackened was gonna win. I think it was like fifty six percent Sandman. I think Blackened was in the lead for a little while, though it was. I know you had a sad week last week losing justice, and then yeah. I lose black, and I was like, wow. As soon as I saw it against Sandman, I thought, mm, that's not looking good.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I, I knew this poll from the start was going to be, it's going to come down to greatest hits. I mean, I mean, and there's a reason I why. It. I get it. I mean, there's a reason why they call them greatest hits, but at the same time, it's like, I don't always think that the best song is the greatest hit song. You know,
0: it'd be interesting to release this bracket again for Met Club legacy members only.
2: Yeah. Just let people that don't want to hear anything to do with enter Sandman and master of puppets. And
0: I think we'd have some different outcomes. Yeah. One that surprised me seek over unforgiven. Your thoughts? Jeopardy theme music.
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I know Unforgiven when it came out, obviously, a single music video, very popular song, still played on the radio all the time, but Right. Seek, it's played almost every
0: show. Unforgiven does not. I get it. But Unforgiven can grasp, can get anyone's attention from a five-year-old to a, you know, chicks dig it black album video mtv i was i was surprised i gotta say i think on
2: average and i'm putting the tour experience and just everyday people that i've met uh i would have to say i think more people would be for more familiar with seeking destroy i hear you i hear you so that one for me i i would have to say i i could see that one seek taking the cake on that
0: i hear you That just shows you I voted
2: for Unforgiven. I can't hide it. I mean, I like Unforgiven better, and that's saying something because you know how I feel about the Black Album.
0: I like playing Seek and Destroy live better because that usually means it's the last song of the night. Yeah,
2: when you when you put Seek third in the set, and then we are not third, (laughs) but like higher up in the set, and then it teases you. I know. I get done. I'm like, man, we're only half an hour in. Still got another hour or two. 95%
0: 95% of the time we play seek last, which means I'm five minutes away from a very nice ice cold shower and about 90 minutes away from getting on a flight. And I'm 90 minutes away from listening to. Pretty much. <laughs> when we interview our bass player, we're going to ask him about teeth grinding. And snoring and bay leaves. It's going to be great. That could be a three-hour episode. Oh, that
2: episode, <laughs> that'll be one for the books when he's on. That'll be a classic.
0: Um, I heard from Clint and Ethan, our friends over at Metal Up Your Podcast, this week. Oh, yeah? How are they doing? Very nice of them to check in, uh, chatted back and forth with Clint, and talked about hate mail. Oh, what kind of hate mail do they receive? Because I'm sure they receive (laughs) it too. (laughs) I think they get a little bit more than we do because they have a few more followers, listeners, and subscribers than we do. Yeah, just a couple. Yeah, but (laughs) it was good just to kind of shoot the shit and uh, catch up with Clint and see what's new in their camp. And they're ready to get back on the road. They're both uh, professional touring musicians, so they're going stir-crazy just like us. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling like
2: tour might need to happen at some point but I don't I don't know if it's gonna happen this year we'll see
0: hey I'm ready to go play Ringgold July 17th at the Q&Z Expo Center
2: I'm excited for that that's gonna be fun we'll see if I can remember how to play Sandman and yeah it's gonna be Did great Did you
0: ever think in your life you'd say hey we need to get together and rehearse bells puppets Sandman and fuel
2: I still don't think we need to practice those songs. <laughs> I think but, we can leave those out of the rehearsal. Let's be real; we can play one of them for sound check, and I don't know. It might not be a bad idea to try and get together once, but I who knows? With half of you, or half of us, I should say, living in Florida, and the
0: other half living in Minnesota, we'll make it work. I think we need to get together. I hope I'd so. Like the, I'd like to run through "Fight Fire" and "Blackened" and "Merciful." Mm-hmm. Motor, Merciful but. Fate. Yeah. We do need. We haven't played motor forever. Just to get the cobwebs off and get back and make sure the gear works. Looks like we're going to have to return to Hangar. Hangar 18. Before we get to our friend, Mr. Ginther from Michigan, have you seen this video right before I logged on and, and got you guys rolling here? Have you seen the video on Facebook or YouTube called The Swish Machine? I have not. Picture Chunk in the Goonies trying to get them to open up the gate going, come on.
1: First you got to do the truffle shuffle. Come on. And
0: all these people that have been in quarantine and lockdown have had all these like special trick shots with ping pong balls and golf balls. I have seen some of those, yep. Inside their home. Yep. YouTube the Swish Machine. And this makes anything you've seen during quarantine or even chunks Goonies thing with the chicken, the football, the hose. What what else does he have? A bowling ball that rolls down? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then the balloon pops and the chicken lays an egg. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this thing called swish machine absolutely annihilates anything we've ever seen. I'm definitely going to look that up. I'm. I'm going to say, it's from start to finish, it's 60 to 90 seconds of all this shit in the backyard to finally make this ball go through a hoop happen. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. So cool. Totally got side-railed there, but it's been on my mind since I just watched it before we came in and started recording. Hey, that's what it's all about. Well, without further ado, you ready for a little Detroit Rock City number 99 Aaron Ginther, absolutely. Cue the lights, Mister Aaron Ginther from Detroit Rock City. What's up, Aaron?
3: What's up? Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Thanks for joining us. What's new in the uh, Motor City?
3: Oh, just surviving, trying to stay healthy and safe. It's uh, we're doing okay. That you know, we're bored, but we're doing all right.
0: I think we're all <laughs> in the we're in the, we're all in the same boat of boredom.
3: Yeah. And- only so much TV you can watch, right? There's only so much prices right you can watch. It just gets old after a while.
0: You've played Plinko with yourself like thirty seven times?
3: Plinko, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good on the guy. I'm getting like better at the guessing on the prices though, which is really cool. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. if I ever go, if I'm ever on the show, you know, maybe I could win, you know, a new car.
0: You're a smart shopper now.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So are you right in Detroit?
3: I am on the outskirts. I'm about 20 miles north in a city called Sterling Heights. So just in the suburbs.
0: Sterling Heights. We've we've played there. Is there a big amphitheater there?
3: There is. Yeah. I was
2: going
0: to say that name sounds familiar.
3: Yeah. Freedom Hill.
0: That's it. Yep. Yeah. We played there, oh, six, seven years ago. We opened up on a side stage for, I think it was Jackal. <laughs> Yeah, I think Jacko. that sounds about
2: right. Isn't that yeah. uh that might have been the show that that weekend run
0: that Taylor filled in for us when Pizzle was gone? That's what it was. Taylor filled in. I think we had a ninety-minute opener yep. side stage for Jacqueline. It was about two hundred and ten degrees that day.
2: Yeah, but there was like I remember there was a good like five six thousand people. That was a good show. Yeah,
3: nice. is Jacko still like Chainsaw? The
0: you got it, man. Tools? good old yeah. Jesse. Yeah. What's that song called? Jackal me off.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I think,
0: I think that's what all their merch says. He's, (laughs) he's quite the guy. He's usually out in Sturgis just selling his whiskey. Yeah. Well, Aaron, um, from what I know, I've stocked the hell out of your Instagram and Facebook pages over the years for the listeners out there. You and I have ridden the rail at Metallica shows a few times.
3: Yeah. Many a times. Yeah
0: um how many times have you seen the boys
3: 99 so one away from the big 100
0: wow what are what's going to be 100 all within my hands
3: if they do it you know if they do it, yeah for sure um i'm hoping that that 100 is like a an arena show like i don't want it to be a you know, like a festival show. I think it'd be really cool to have it like in the arena. Um But shit, I'll take anything that I can get right now.
2: Do you prefer to see them in an arena setting than a festival setting?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too big on the festivals. It's just, I'm, I'm too old for it, I think. <laughs> just, like, you know, all day. <laughs> I understand. Especially, especially if you want their rails, like all day in the heat, you know. Dying of thirst, having to go to the bathroom, and just standing there and waiting and waiting and waiting.
2: Hell, I felt like at twenty five I was done doing that. <laughs>
3: yeah, it just uh, it's you know. tiring. And the arena shows you get like a better set list too. Yeah, you know, and I get why at festivals you get like the staples,
2: the greatest uh, hits.
3: Yeah, which we can see in the bracket, right? And you know, the bracket going on, you can see it's gonna be Sam salmon verse puppets, I'm sure,
2: yeah, I mean change yeah. ju- we were just talking about that, how it just we kind of had this feeling that it was gonna come down to you know, the greatest hits, which I mean, it makes sense, but it's I, sometimes we feel that there are you know, better songs than the radio hits, obviously and yeah. but of course it's the majority and majority is gonna pick what's on the radio,
3: oh, of course. yeah, that's, that's why I like arena shows better just because, you know, you may get like that, like one or two, you know, semi like a holier than thou or leper messiah, you know, get those those songs thrown in there once in a while.
0: I'm with you, Aaron. I saw five or six of the stadium shows in 2017 and it's like, you look at that whole stadium set list. Don't get me wrong. Production's amazing. The show is amazing. But after five or six shows, there's only three or four slots. That rotate, yeah. That rotate, and then you get in the arena, and it's like, okay, now we have a chance to hear Phantom Lord, Trapped Under Ice, Holier yeah. Than Thou, Through the Never. You know, a good a good selection.
3: Yeah, but I t- but like you said too, I totally get why they do what they do. I mean, they know their audience, and you gotta you gotta give the audience what they want, and that's what they want. They want the Samans and the Unforgiven.
0: I like the shows when the doors open at 6 p.m., not noon.
3: Right, yeah. Yeah, so much more relaxing.
0: Yeah, and then by the time Metallica comes on, it's like, oh, I've been standing on concrete for eight hours. Why am I so exhausted?
3: Yeah, yeah, so just those, those. I'm just too old for it, I think. You know, Joe and I talk about that a lot. We're just, we're feeling our age a little bit at these shows now.
0: We're all getting up there, man. It's gone fast.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it does.
0: When did you jump on board? What was your first show?
3: I think it was Grand Rapids on the Load Tour. Cool. So it's kind of late. You know, like, you know, I didn't see them in their, in the Black Album. You know, I was too young. Um, So 97 was the first show.
0: When the destruction scene happened, did you think it was real?
3: No, because I read it like in, like, Hit Parader or... You know, one of those old you know rock and roll magazines that you know we had in the heyday. Circus. So you knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah.
0: Gotcha. I man. didn't
3: tell. It was funny. Good story though. That you know that's um, that was my wife and I's first date. Was that was that Metallica show? Oh, cool. First date was that, and I didn't tell her. Um, so she was kind of freaking out, you know, <laughs> which was kind of funny to see.
0: It's so funny you say that. I think three or four weeks ago was the Salt Lake City, uh, Metallica Monday Night. Yeah, did you watch that one?
3: I did. Yeah, I watched that one.
0: Great footage, great memories. Yeah. So, my girlfriend's watching on the couch, and I kind of made some comment like, "Oh, this is awesome. I hope, I hope something doesn't go wrong. I hope the show doesn't get cut short, just playing <laughs> totally stupid." Yeah, she, she fell for the entire thing. It was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, that guy's hurt." Yeah. How did the paramedics get there so fast and there's a stretcher?
3: Yeah.
0: Just to see, all, you know. Yeah. Just to see someone's reaction to that destruction scene that has no idea what's going on.
3: Yeah, it was great.
0: And then she's like, she says, Well, that's kind of mean. Someone got hurt and got taken out on a stretcher and they're gonna continue to play. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, they gotta finish their set, you know?
0: I said, Of course. I mean, one person out of twenty thousand got hurt, but we gotta hear evil and motor breath.
3: Yeah, yeah. Can't disappoint it, was
0: just, it was just so funny to hear someone's perspective that had no idea that it was staged
3: and then it was cool to see actually in, in the through the never shows like in oh, 2012 God, yeah. you know they did that too so it was like a whole new generation of people that didn't know about that and like here, here it is again that was really cool
2: yeah that justice destruction scene in through the never is pretty
0: intense
3: yeah i love it i love so it so
0: cool i was lucky i got to go to edmonton and uh, Vancouver for that.
3: Yeah. I was at the Vancouver shows.
0: And seeing um, that go down. Even when you know what's coming, you're still like, wow, this is yeah. this is amazing.
3: And seeing the statue being built was really cool. And the toilet. I wish the yeah. toilet made it in the movie. I love that thing.
0: That's right. That was cut out.
3: Yeah. And the Tesla coils. Yeah. That was a great. I hope if they do another tour, um, I would love for them to do that, to take that stage out.
2: 100 semis later.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Try to tour that and
0: break even.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so expensive. I remember so seeing cool.
0: that. I th- I thought this would be like the greatest production for their farewell tour. Yeah. Not holding back from anything. It just let her rip. Go to her 50 shows with that and what a way to end it.
3: Yeah, call it a day.
0: Um 99 shows. Yeah. Which one sticks out the most to you?
3: There's a couple. Um yeah, you know, I really liked the Garage Inc. tour. That was a ninety-eight. Oh,
0: cool. That came through so, Detroit.
3: Yeah. And it was just at a small little club, and they had a metallica cover band. I think it was Battery opened yep. up for them. So that was cool. And they played nothing but covers. So like a very unique setlist. that you know we would never hear again. That was great. Um you know, the show that Kendall got pulled on stage was awesome. You know, those are probably the two for me, like the two most special, I would think.
0: When you refer to Kendall and that's your daughter. Yeah. And she got pulled on stage by Lars.
3: Yes. Yep. At the Detroit show.
0: Walk us through that a little bit.
3: So we were in the snake pit and, you know, we were at the far end of the pit, like on the snake pit rail. And then when they came out to do Seek and Destroy and the drum kits rising and. You know, yeah, James. James is talking about the good old days of the, you know, when back when they were recording "Kill 'Em All" and back in '83 and everything like that. And then
0: the garage set up.
3: Yeah, and then Lars just came over and asked her if she wanted to come up and play drums, and so I threw up there as fast as I could. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and and this was how many times has she seen the band?
3: That was her first show. Wow. So yeah, how can you top that experience for her? Yeah. She was, eight old? Years old. she was eight years old at the time and already, like, peaked at her concert. concert going. yeah. I don't think Did she'd you... get any better than that.
0: You say, sorry, sweetie, but it's only going to go down from here.
3: Yeah, you might as well just retire from shows.
0: At <laughs> eight years old.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be a disappointment from here on out.
0: Wow, what a way to start. Yeah. And, and.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: So an eight-year-old gets on stage and... From the footage I remember seeing, this all comes back to me now, Lars actually put her like on his throne and she played a little bit.
3: Yeah, she did like a, a quick, you know, snare roll and hit the cymbals a couple times and then, you know, did a whole like seek count in, which was cool.
0: An eight-year-old in front of 50,000 people like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. and she's, you know. she's played in front of more people than
2: we have. Exactly.
3: <laughs> you know, wow, was, that's, that's yeah, amazing. So- she got to keep keep the drumstick. So that's like one of her prized possessions. She has like a nice shadow box in her room. She has the drumstick so cool. and a couple other things. So she's pumped about that.
0: So cool. How many views on YouTube does she have?
3: I believe it's like a little over 3 million.
0: Just of that little getting pulled up and doing a drum roll part.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it 3 was cool. million. Wow. You know, because <laughs> they tweeted it out with her name and everything like that. So that was. Really cool for the you know the band and the crew to do that, it was it was awesome.
0: that's a great uh show and tell story for Monday morning at school,
3: yeah, yeah, well, she was talking to her school well it was in the summer, but you know when she went back to school that year, she was like, Hey, I did this, and my summer was definitely better than yours she was she time, <laughs> you know
2: yeah, we went to the pool, yeah, I played with Metallica. <laughs>
0: Yeah, try to top that classmates yeah wow that's so cool what's your favorite band
3: it's a tie between you know, metallic of course and then a local band wilson the local detroit band who uh rock band i grew up with them yeah they're a rock band and you know well we saw them a ton you know at small little clubs and and then they they did a music video and they asked her to be in the video so she got a kick out of doing that and then uh and they opened up for megadeth a guar they had some you know really good you know touring you know under their belts but uh that's solid yeah so she just has like a really good relationship with you know a few of the the members of the band so that's what kind of why they're at the top
0: that is so cool is she around right now
3: yeah she is. You want to get her on here,
0: <laughs> Jeff? Should we talk to her? Absolutely, bring her on. And it's Kendallin, right?
3: Kendallin, yep.
0: All yeah, right, throw her on.
3: Second. Hey, Kendallin, you want to come be on the podcast?
0: Eight years old, playing in a stadium, Jeff.
3: Yeah, why don't you sit and mind-
2: 27?
0: And I'm still dreaming about that. <laughs> oh, there she is. She's got a hardwired shirt on. What's up, Kendallin?
1: Hi.
0: I like the shirt.
1: Thank you.
0: Is that yours or did you raid dad's closet?
1: It's mine.
0: Nice work. Good taste in shirts.
1: I have another one that's black and it has gems on it that says Metallica.
0: It has what on it?
1: So it's black and then it has like silver gems on it that spells out Metallica
0: Oh cool. Way I cool. Of so we were just talking to your dad. You got pulled up out of the snake pit to play Lars's drum kit in front of how many thousands of people?
1: Um five hundred thousand.
0: Five hundred thousand. You heard you heard it here first. Where was it at?
1: Um it was at Detroit. Is
0: that the baseball stadium? Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Did you get to play a little bit or did you count in a song?
1: Um I counted it a song I uh, for Seek and Destroy.
0: Seek and Destroy. How cool is that? Is that one of your favorites?
1: Um, yes.
2: What's your favorite Metallica song?
1: Moth into Flame.
0: Ooh. Some new stuff. Goes with the <laughs> shirt well. Uh-huh. Do you have a favorite album, Kendallin?
1: Um no.
0: They're all good, right? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Did you get to keep the sticks?
1: Yes, I did. I only kept one.
0: You kept one. What did mm-hmm. what'd you do with the other one?
1: Um, I think my dad has it over by his um drumsticks.
0: <laughs> dad stole one for his collection.
1: Uh huh. And then I have another one that's mine in mean, my shadow box.
0: A Lars Ulrich shadow box for the black and white stick.
1: I. It also has um a bandana on it. James' bandana in it.
2: Yeah, James's bandana?
1: Mm-hmm. And a picture of me on the big screens well all of them signed in some pics.
0: Wow. She, wow. What did you get the bandana?
1: <laughs> um, it was at my second show.
0: Where was your second show?
1: It was in Grand Rapids.
0: Grand Rapids. So you went to two shows. The first show, you get pulled up by Lars, and the second show, you got James' bandana. How did how did you manage to get the bandana?
1: So we were in the snake pit, but it wasn't really a snake pit. We were on the ground though, and my dad put me up to the stage, like so I can on the rail. And he asked me what my name is, and I got a dedicated to. I, they dedicated a song to me, and then at the end of the show, they gave me his bandana.
2: Wow. Uh, do you remember what song they dedicated to you?
1: Seek so and Destroy. It. No, I forgot. What was it called again? Sabatru.
0: Sabatru. Mm-hmm. So James pointed you out in Grand Rapids and said Sabatru is dedicated to you.
1: Yeah, they said I'm going to dedicate the next song to you.
3: Um, can I ask you a question?
0: What's your name?
2: Candleman. Candleman's here. Candleman uh, is in the front row.
0: She's 10 years old. That is so awesome. That is so awesome.
2: So, Kendalyn, uh, this next song's
0: for you, okay? Is that okay? Yeah, because I know, at 10 years old, I was not in the front row of the Metallica show. I don't need, I don't think my parents would let me be. But anyway, We're glad you're here and carrying the torch for the youth
2: of Metallica family. This one actually goes out to everyone here tonight who feels young at heart, young inside. And that is all y'all, okay, including me. I have a question for you,
0: Grand Rapids. Do you like
3: your music heavy? Do you want heavy right now?
0: Gives you heaven, baby. wow so you got pulled up on stage you got a song dedicated to you what's going to happen next
1: i'm really not sure um it's just what's going to happen i don't know yet
2: i think maybe uh lars better watch out it looks like you're
0: coming for his job you might be in the band soon Kendallin.
1: That would be amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for chatting with us. No yeah, problem. thank you. I guess it's time to talk to you. Is it past your bedtime?
1: Nope.
0: It's midnight 30 in Detroit. You're you're up pretty late. You're rocking out with Dad. It's summer break. That's yeah. true. Well, thanks for joining us, Kendallin.
1: No problem. Bye.
0: We'll talk to you soon. Take care. See you. Bye. You too. Wow. Uh, So
3: little and such a little rock star already.
0: I mean, she's going to be in the band
2: soon. That's insane. (laughs) I mean, that's better than any experience I've had seeing Metallica. And I've had (laughs) some pretty decent ones. But wow,
3: that's.
0: (laughs) That's solid.
3: She's definitely gotten lucky. So a little little jealous, but it's okay.
0: (laughs) So cool, Aaron. I look behind you there as we're on the squadcast.fm. Are you in an entire shrine of your collectibles?
3: Yes. I am in my man cave that's filled with horror stuff like Lost Boys. And, you know, I'm looking straight at all the the Metallica Wall, which is a lot. And then I have a ton of 80s toys like He-Man and G.I. Joe on this side. But, yeah, my wife's pretty cool for letting me have all this stuff
0: <laughs> wife's a rock star too so the entire basement's just a total toy cave
3: yeah it's just full of of goodies and yeah
0: oh dude that's awesome yeah Aaron show Jeff how many Funkos you got
3: so here yeah so
0: take us on a tour
3: yeah so yeah so the Funkos are right oh my there. god
0: How many Um, Funkos are there?
3: I don't even know. A lot of those, (laughs) the majority of them are all signed, too. Like, there's a section with, you know, that's Walking Dead, Funko Pops, but the ones on the shelf, those are all signed. So, you know, like by Chevy Chase and a lot of wrestlers and a lot of...
2: Clark W. Griswold?
3: Yeah, so I I did a meet and greet with Chevy Chase, you know, at the... uh, <laughs> he had a viewing of christmas vacation in this you know last december so he did a so we watched christmas vacation and then did a q a which was oh, really cool and then yeah then we got to uh you know go and you know get our picture with them and get a couple of signatures so i got that signed and then a you know tie from caddyshack funko pop signed too
0: oh dude that wow before we get any further Aaron um the hundreds of thousands of miles that Jeff and I have shared together on the road every hour there's probably a vacation or a Christmas vacation quote coming out of us <laughs> that's awesome when uh on one of the longest tours we did we were
2: out for a couple months and on the bus that we had uh we literally i remember we went to Walmart to buy the vacation box set and literally vacation played on loop for like two months straight.
3: That's great. They're all good. Oh yeah. Oh. They're amazing. Yeah. I just love his sense of humor. Cause it's so sarcastic and so dry. and it's so witty.
2: It's
0: amazing. Just, they they it, don't make yeah. movies like that anymore.
3: No, no. I, I really, really like him. And you know, that was my Christmas present was, you know, to go and meet him. Awesome. It, it, it was so awesome. It was such a good dream come true to, to meet Chevy and and talk with him for a little bit.
0: We even went to uh, an auto museum right on the Wisconsin-Illinois border, and they had one of the trucksters in there.
3: Nice. Family truckster.
0: We got in and sat in it. Bucket list item. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. It was, uh, we were probably in this museum for a good two hours, wouldn't you say, Jeff? Oh, easily. Yeah, everything that was in there was amazing. I mean, they had like, jfk's motorcade to uh, hitler's limos it was it was was phenomenal every single movie car you could
2: think of i mean they even had one of the uh props from the flintstones
0: one of the cars yeah i mean it was insane yeah it was was legit jeff and i made sure that we were gonna see the family truckster last because we were going to open the door and sit in it to get a picture, and we thought, well, if we get kicked out, at least we saw everything else. At right. least we sat in it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Did you get caught?
2: No, no, no. We actually we got in it, and I took a picture of the dash. And it's funny to this day on Facebook. My cover photo for my profile is still the dash of the truckster. Nice. And I, I mean, when was that? That was probably what f- five, six years ago, something like six that. Six years ago. Yeah, so I mean I haven't changed it since I remember Shane told me he goes, When you set that, you can't ever change it.
0: <laughs> That's right. Well
3: be on the lookout. I mean, like, you know, prior to COVID, there he was gonna do a run in the summer of showing Caddyshack and the first vacation, like at you know, like just theaters, you know, across like not movie theaters, but you know, like nicer theaters, right? Yeah, yeah. Across uh across the country. And then he does a Q and A and a meet and greet after. So definitely well worth it. It was really cool.
2: Man, you know, it seems like we got some vacation mega fans here, uh, along with some Metallica mega fans. It's uh, the ultimate question of meeting Chevy or meeting Metallica.
3: (sighs) I don't know. It's, (laughs) you know, definitely Metallica. Yeah, definitely Metallica, you know. um, But I feel like a little bit like, you know, you kind of take Metallica for granted for a little bit because. You've seen him so many times and, you know, I've been really lucky, you know, to be able to do that. Um, But Chevy, you know, he's, he's almost 80 now, you know, so he's, he's older and, you know, he might not be, you know, who knows, right? Like, you know, he could be gone in the next couple of years. So being able to meet him was definitely like, a. have been watching the vacation movie since I was like six.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been watching him my whole entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's I I almost feel like you know Hollywood actors they're almost they're they're on a different level. You know, it's just like meeting someone like that. That's like the next step up. You know, it's it's because that's a very rare chance to meet yeah. someone like that.
3: Yeah. So yeah, we've been pretty lucky with you know, with meeting a lot of people. Um, I got to meet Al Pacino, which was really cool. So oh, that wow. was a big deal. And so I met him in New York. We went and saw one of his plays. And due to all the Metallica stuff, and you know, knowing where, you know, the rail and stuff like that, so I kind of scoped out the theater beforehand. Is okay. This is the stage door. This is the only door that you can go in and out of for the theater. So this is probably where he's going to come out. So after the show, we just ran out there, and they had like these fences up. Um, but we were right in the front, and it was so cool because the security guards came out. And they said, "You know, ladies and gentlemen, please put your sharpies away." Mr. Pacino will have his own Sharpie and will sign for everybody. And you know, it's El Pacino. He doesn't need to do that.
2: Oh yeah. You know? that's... But he was
3: taking pictures with everybody, signing everything. That's and so it cool. It was just so that yeah, was it was awesome. Okay. Do
1: you wanna play rough? Okay. Do <laughs> <laughs> okay. you wanna
2: play rough? Yeah, okay. words can't even describe when you I mean, someone like that, that's, I mean, that's Scarface. That's Tony Montana.
3: Yeah. So I think he's like my top, like of the rarest person that I've met would be, would be Al Pacino.
2: That's cool. I've heard he's very short.
3: (laughs) He's very short. Yeah. He's very short.
2: Like Lars short.
3: Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who's taller. And they're both pretty little.
0: Jeff, every time I see your Facebook um, what do they call it? Pro- not profile picture. What's the other one? The cover photo? Yeah, every time I see your Facebook cover, I just think, Clark, you're doing 80 miles an hour. Doesn't seem like it, honey. Slow down. S- slow <laughs> down. <laughs> He's all sweaty. Clark, you're doing 80 miles an hour.
3: Doesn't seem like it,
1: doesn't Slow down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Obviously, well, I've seen your Facebook a thousand times, but every time I see that speedometer, I just, I can't help but think that. That was a great day.
3: I think I'm watch Vacation after this now. I'm kind of in the mood.
0: We should watch it all three together on Squadcast. Put yep. the movie on mute, and I think yeah. we'll all cover the lines just fine.
3: Oh, yeah, you can definitely do that. Yeah.
0: This is not the car I ordered.
1: <laughs> Dad, this is not the car you ordered. Take
3: it easy, Rusty. Ed, uh, this is not the car I ordered.
0: <laughs> Say again, Aaron?
3: Ruben, right? No, Rusty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: How you doing, Ruben,
0: right? Rusty. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> all new cars do that. All new cars make that sound.
1: Why is it still running?
2: Oh, all new cars do that.
3: I'll take care of that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I just love when he's get like the... uh at the bar with Christy Brinkley. 2,200 units nationwide. <laughs>
2: I'm at work last night, and my parents must have been watching that movie. Well, they were watching that movie. And my mom is sending me screenshots of that movie as they're watching it last night. Yeah. And it was right at that part. Own the whole chain nationwide. 2,200 units. No, I'm mostly interested in my motels now. And my airline. That's great. I thought you were going to say you were in the CIA. No, 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 no. I was.
3: I was. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it.
0: Oh, and my own airline. <laughs> oh, good memories. Gotta love Chevy. And the king. So in your man cave, Aaron, how much uh, how much Metallica merch you got?
3: I got quite a bit. Um,
0: Is it merch or more like memorabilia?
3: More memorabilia, yeah.
0: Set list picks, drumsticks, etc.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of guitar picks, which is cool. And they're all framed with, like, the ticket cool from the show. And then, you know, I got, you know, quite a bit of drumsticks and a lot of sign stuff, you know, which is cool. Uh, one really cool thing I have, I got at the first wedding band show that Kirk did. So this was yeah. the one last year in the summer in Toronto. Um, I got his handwritten notes for the show. So, um, like, he has, like, you know, all the guitar Cords for a white i got the white wedding one and basically
0: his cheat sheet
3: yeah it's cheat sheets and there's another one i have too um but that's really cool to have you know it's like a one-of-a-kind type thing
0: oh especially for that wedding band thing he was doing
3: yeah that was that was awesome that was really really cool
0: you posted something it was either today or yesterday it was a james lyric cheat sheet yeah
3: I got that at like a like back like in
0: the late nineties, I think
3: it was like ninety seven or ninety eight.
0: It is so cool. They
3: did yeah, they did um the garage sale stuff was different than what it is now. You know, they had like a kind of like a blind box, if yep. I remember right. And so I, I just ordered one of those and that was in it. So it's a laminated, you know, lyric sheet of That was in a blind box? Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: That's a that's
0: quite the score.
3: So, you know, I'm sure it's photocopied and then laminated, but, you know, it's it's pretty awesome.
0: The funny thing about that is I was studying it for quite a while. You think after they'd played Saboteur and Wherever I May Roam 500 times that you wouldn't need those? <laughs> I found it interesting that it was on there.
3: Yeah. Well, even the shows now, you know, they have the video monitors that has, like, every lyric.
0: Yeah, the word wedge. See, I feel like
2: now it's probably because of age. Then it was because James
0: had some drinks and saw some
2: things. Had a couple of drinks. (laughs) Saw a couple of things.
0: It's a good point. I can see Outlaw, Bitch, um, Bleeding Me. But it's like, you look at Sad, Rome, Nothing,
2: (laughs) Master. It's like, dude, really? Songs you play every single
0: day. Yeah.
3: I like how he spelled Nothing. That's like nothing.
0: N-U-T-I-N. None. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. I'm like, I don't know if that's original, but even if it's not, that's way cool.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, I got that in a blind box. And, you know, that was back over 20 years ago now, which is crazy.
0: It's gone fast.
3: Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, just stuff like that, I think, you know, that's the stuff I like more. I don't really buy too much from, like, the new merch they have. I'm not really into it that much. Um
2: yeah you want something that's one of a kind and unique and rare and... yeah
3: I, I always tease dan um you know dan that works for the band about bite the lightning you guys remember that
0: yeah the cd-rom
3: it's, yeah the cd-rom that had like the old screen so i keep teasing him i'm like when are you gonna do bite the lightning tune he's like <laughs> 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 um, but stuff like that I, I like stuff like that you know this is really cool like the hockey pucks which is and those are rare and cool.
0: Hockey puck 20 bucks. Son of a puck.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the one that says "Puck you."
0: <laughs> that is so cool. Bite the lightning, Jeff, that goes right along with you and I talking about America Online uh, yeah, 3.0 trial disks. I was literally thinking the same thing with the demo disks and the shit they'd send you in the mail. Yeah. CD-ROMs. Yeah. You got mail. I remember you throw a CD-ROM in, you could hear it spin up, and immediately the computer's cooling fan had to kick in to keep her cool.
3: <laughs> and it's now, you know, you know, laptops don't even have C, like, CD-ROMs in them anymore, which is oh, crazy.
2: yeah, I know the MacBook that I'm on right now, it doesn't even have a disk drive. Yeah. They make you pay for that shit.
3: Yeah, and you get like these old fobby disks and stuff like Kendall's age. doesn't know what that is.
2: No, not at all. I used yeah. to play I used to play Oregon Trail on the old floppy disk at yeah. the, the green screen computers.
3: Yeah. Always died of dysentery with the Oregon Trail, right? Every time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Apple 2C baby.
3: Yeah. God, that was a good game.
0: When the floppy disk was
2: actually floppy. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. it would actually bend. It was like the old not the hard
0: plastic ones that came out in the late 90s. I think that yeah the hard plastics were three and a half and the the actual floppies were what five inches yeah they were pretty big it was like a big square plastic floppy (laughs)
3: yeah yeah a little sticker on it to write your notes what's on it
0: yep that's true yeah and then you'd put it in the the disk drive and it'd make all sorts of horrible noises like yeah it'd click and then you'd hear all the weird noises That's when your wheel would fall off the wagon in Oregon. (laughs) Yep. And then you get dysentery and die. Yeah. (laughs) God, memory lane. It's crazy. Oh, the late 80s, early 90s. It was so fun. Good times.
3: You can see like, I don't know if you guys can see it. Like right above me is like my Revenge of the Nerds autographs. So like about 80s stuff. I got Ogre up there and Booger. Lewis. Yeah. Is your
0: basement insured, Aaron?
3: No. And I, I need to do that. Yeah.
0: Hey, we that's better quite the room, dude. We better edit that part out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I right.
3: Of, I got a lot of shit in the invest down here. I, yeah, I definitely need to do that.
2: Is that a Lost Boys mask there hanging on the wall?
3: It's actually a bust, so it's oh, okay. It's, it's handmade.
2: Oh, okay. Um, very cool. Looks very detailed.
3: Yeah, I got it signed by Kiefer, which is really cool.
2: Dang, so,
3: uh, that's my favorite movie is is Lost Boys. A good I movie. have a, my leg is fully tattooed with every Lost Boy's character, and you know I was lucky enough to go to a couple of conventions and meet like Corey Haim before he died. And
0: oh wow, that's
3: so I have a I have the poster signed, but I don't know if you guys can. There it is. That's Monster Squad, but yeah, that's the Lost Boy. That that whole shelf is all Lost Boy stuff right there.
0: Damn, that's incredible. Yeah, Aaron. From what I've seen. Uh, take us through your Metallica tattoos.
3: Um, well, I got like the 30th year there. I got the, the The X's there. Yeah. The X's my back is, uh, kind of copied headfield a little bit with his like lead foot tattoo, but it's the Metallica star on fire and it says, give me fuel. And it's all pinstriped out. Um, but that's the only trying to think. I think that's the only Metallica tattoos I have, and everything else is mainly, like, Kendalyn-based, <laughs> a lot of Kindle and stuff.
0: Sure. Do you have um, similar tattoos to what James has?
3: I got one. I, uh, you know, copied, like, the Faith one I thought it was really cool, like the old Ford logo. Oh, yeah, the, the Ford. Ford. Cool. Yeah. I thought that was cool, but then you kind of feel, like, a little bit, like, that's kind of douchey copying his tattoo, but... I was young.
0: Try playing in a Metallica tribute band.
3: Yeah, but that's cooler, though, right? I mean, you are doing, <laughs> but you you put your own spin on it and and everything like that.
0: We do, but uh, in ten years, we've heard every word in the book about how much flack you are a poser and wannabe, and we're just used to it now.
3: Yeah, but you are having fun, though, right? Now that's all that counts.
0: We love it. It's what yeah, I live for. Yeah, as
2: long as long as you have a good time. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just we're going up there and we're just gonna jam some tunes.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's um, doing stuff like that.
2: I actually don't mind hearing the uh, the negative comments because it's it's I feel like it's more entertaining to read.
3: <laughs> yeah, when well, by means you're doing something good too, right? Like you're you're doing it well enough for people to right. Because if it was if it was shitty, like no one would even like comment about it, right? So fair enough. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's the cool thing about this podcast. We're four episodes in, we're already getting hate mail.
3: Yeah, that's okay. So yeah. when
0: we read the hate mail, we have to play hate train in the background. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Boom, take that. Take a ride on the hate train. There you go. <laughs> we got a little bit off the, I think we were talking about uh, your top shows, and one of them was the Garage Day shows. Yeah. What, uh, you got some other ones in mind?
3: Yeah, so the Garage Day show was was good, the, the one with Kendallin. New Year's Eve '99 was pretty awesome.
0: That was in Detroit.
3: Yeah, that was in Detroit at the Silver Dome. So awesome. Was, yeah, that was really cool. Um,
0: Remember just, Y2K?
3: Yeah, Y2K. Yeah.
0: I think they call that M2K.
3: Yeah. Um, and then just like you know the the shows the smaller shows so like like the one in I was at Oakland you know for the hard like the when the Hardwire two first first started they did a couple club shows and i went i went to the oakland one and that was cool but you know every show is cool just because it's really not the band anymore right it, it's you know hanging out with you and and uh you know hanging out with my my boy joey you know it just stuff like that i think is so much cooler than the shows themselves
2: hanging out so, with the metallica family
3: yeah and traveling like you know as you know, Joey and I and Sarah and Pete and and, and the Vikings. You know we uh, traveled a lot. You know over the past two years together. Oh, you, know, doing, you
0: guys put some serious miles on.
3: Yeah, doing a lot of shows. And the the funnest stuff is the days in between. Like sure. going going to Graceland, going to you know Prince's house in, in Minnesota, just seeing the world's biggest beer can. You know, just stuff like that. I think is
0: <laughs> where's the is, beer can at?
3: It's actually in. Uh, in wisconsin
0: is it the world's largest six-pack
3: six-pack yeah
0: yeah that's in uh, lacrosse
3: yeah so we saw that just seeing stuff like that i think is is so much fun and
0: largest ball of you know, twine
3: yeah, and having, <laughs> uh, yeah
0: or house of mud <laughs> yeah that's definitely
3: a, a clark griswold thing love it but, but doing stuff like that to me at least is you know so much cooler than and the show is like Again, like I have a great time at the shows and and stuff like that, but hanging out with them, I think, is really what draws me to to do this stuff over and over and over again.
0: You know, it's funny you say that. People ask me with my number of shows I've been to, they say, well, isn't it all the same? And you say, no, it's it's about hanging out. It's about traveling. It's about getting there. And when it comes down to it, it's all about the people and the friends I've made in the last 20 years of following these guys around. It and, really
3: is, yeah.
0: And the last show I saw was the the two nights in S&M 2 in San Francisco, and I thought that weekend was probably one of the top 10 weekends of my life. The shows yeah. were great, but it was, it was the night between party. It, it was, was the hanging with everybody that flew in from all corners of the world on the night before, night one, the night between party, night two. It just... It morphed into this five day fest of maybe five hours of sleep and so many memories of just hanging with people.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you know you're exactly right. And people always like, Oh, that's corny, but it's a hundred percent true. You well, know? yeah, the it band brings like that
2: that band it brings people together. I mean, prime example, look at this podcast. I mean, you know, it's, it's brought us together to do something like this. I mean, I haven't seen nearly uh, as many Metallica shows as you guys have. Uh, so I, you know, as far as like meeting people out there, I haven't met a lot of like, you know, met family people, but I met, you know, my bandmates and, you know, I, I joined the band that I'm in now because of Metallica. So it's like, it's just cool how in even different circumstances, the band is still bringing people together.
3: Yeah. And they always will. And, you know, long after the band's gone, we'll still be hanging out like for a good, you know, actually Sarah and Peter come in here next week.
0: Cool. So
3: so yeah, they're going to come to visit and we're going to go to Northern Michigan, you know, and hang out at the beach because it's open now, which is cool. So, but you know, it's nothing Metallica related. There's no show or anything but just seeing them. It's like just seeing your sister and your brother, you know, and
0: yeah just catching up
3: yeah earlier this year you know Kendall and I were in l a um for an event and then we you know got to hang out with with the Disneyland with Joe and Sarah and Pete and cool that was really cool yeah, yeah so it's just doing different stuff
0: where are you going up north like uh Mackinac or Traverse City?
3: Uh, Potaski. okay yeah so it's like right it's like the tip top of the uh the lower peninsula Good times. Yes, it'll be fun. Looking forward to that.
0: I remember seeing a picture or footage that Sarah made Kendall in a vest.
3: Uh, well, <laughs> Kendall was supposed to go to the show in uh, Louisville. It, okay. was on her, it was on her 10th birthday, but she had, she had up with like 103 fever. So Ooh. she couldn't go. And I don't know if this makes me a bad dad or what, but I still went. <laughs> you know, I, I was still there. So
0: that's what mom's for.
3: Yeah. My, she was okay with mom. And, um, but I had, like, you know, basically her stuff packed in my suitcase. So, like, yeah, her little battle vest was in my, you know, and so, you know, Sarah, you know, took her battle vest out and I was so taking cool. pictures with it. And we had to meet a sign too for Kevin to be on the rail saying this is my 10th birthday. Um, But we ended up taking her to the Grand Rapids show, the last show or the tour, and you know she got that, you know had that experience with the band again. So it worked out for her.
0: Maybe it's worth having a hundred and three degree temp to have Sad But True dedicated to you in front of eighteen thousand.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's she's a cute little girl. So that's you know she's lucky that she gets to do that the kind of fun stuff.
0: Oh, she's adorable. What great
2: stories. Well, she she's very lucky to have a dad that wants to you know take her along and bring her and expose her to you know great music like that and you know give her that experience that once in a lifetime experience that you know it's it's so yeah. cool that you were doing that with her and it just it makes me think of when I was a kid and you know my mom and dad bringing me to concerts and stuff and it's a very cool experience and memory to share with your kids that.
3: yeah I appreciate that you I know mean, I want her to enjoy any type of music I, I don't think any type of music is is wrong it's very subjective and that's the point of it so that's cool no matter what you like it's it's okay
2: absolutely i agree 100
3: should not be shamed of anything like i listen to rock set like you know yeah, i listen to all sorts of stuff if anybody I mean knows that. what a rock set is from the 80s but yep. you know and uh so i i like introducing her to you know a lot of different music and you know she has a lot of fun at these rock shows so it's cool that she gets to do that.
0: She's in her room right now, probably listening to NWA.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She's jamming to some Eazy-E.
0: <laughs> Coming <laughs> straight from the underground.
3: Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's it's fun. You know, it's 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 teaching her, you know, it's all the stuff that I like. So it's cool to see that I go to, you know, to my daughter. Um, you know, yeah, I feel lucky.
0: Your wife just sits back and goes, "Well, see you tomorrow. Have a good show, guys." Yeah,
3: she likes all that stuff? I mean, she likes Metallica. Our first date, like I said, I was at a Metallica show, um, so she, you know, she likes that. But she doesn't like waiting in line, you know, or, or waiting for the rail. She'd rather just, you know, kind of sit back in a chair somewhere and have a like S and M shows was perfect for her. I was you know, just guys. gonna
0: say that S and it was no pressure you could sleep in you didn't waste your whole day waiting in line it was i caught myself saying boy it's cool everyone has an actual seat tonight
3: yeah oh it was it was awesome yeah we got to the shows um you know the one show we were with ray so we were there a little bit earlier but the one show you know we got there like right when you know like a half hour after doors opened so it was so different to to do
0: that it was weird not being in line at Noon on a show day.
3: I know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's weird sleeping in and just being relaxed. Yeah, right. Like, it was very. Oh,
0: we can actually go do something and have a sit down dinner and walk around town, and yeah, we'll get there about five thirty.
3: Yeah. No. Yeah. No pressure.
0: Talk about your time with the uh, Ray Burton family.
3: Yeah, so that's you know I feel very lucky you know that I got to have a lot of a lot of fun with Ray. Um, I miss him. You know, it's. Know, but he he lived a very good life he, you know he was you know in his 90s yeah but uh yeah no I feel very lucky you know um you know got to hang out with him at, at a lot of shows and, and even like not at shows or you know you know talking to him on the phone a lot and you know having dinner with him and, and not talking about Metallica at all or you know not not talking about Cliff but just talking about him and hearing his stories you know growing up and things like that so it was, it was really lucky
0: uh, Clinton Ethan at Metal Up Podcast had him on for an episode, which was phenomenal. I can't even describe how enjoyable that was to listen to. And then, I believe a couple days after he died, they replayed that episode. Yeah, yep. it's just you learned so much about his character and who he was just in that hour. I can only imagine like yourself enjoy the the hours and days you've spent with him were just amazing.
3: Yeah, and this, he was always just the one thing. He was always happy you know like he was no matter what it was he was always in a good mood always happy joking around and that's how like you know what i took from that is you know that's how sure. we all should be you know a little bit i mean there's you know a lot of you know stuff going on in everyone's life but it's all okay you know it's um just be happy we're all alive and that, and that's the best thing you know
2: yeah he seemed he seemed like truly just like an amazing nice guy i mean I, I, I can remember a couple of years ago he got one of our t-shirts and he actually went out of his way to make a video to thank us for the shirt I mean and uh, he didn't have to by any means but it was I mean I can't even describe how that felt you know I mean it was truly incredible to to get that response from him
0: special
3: yeah and I know you know Joey did all that with him um You know, Joey was, you know, obviously a lot closer with him than than any of us. Um, But the times I was with Ray, like, at the shows, like, he would never say no to anybody that wants to talk to him or wants a picture or an autograph. Like, he's loved meeting everybody. Like, you know, he would just walk up and down the rail, you know, shaking everybody's hands and taking pictures. He would just, he loved it so much.
2: People like that are one of a kind, especially nowadays you know it's you you don't get that a whole whole lot now you know of people just being that truly kind you know what i mean
3: yeah yeah he was yeah so it's uh the world's you know a lot sadder with him not in it but he left like a really good legacy and you know yeah yeah that
2: That family will definitely go down in history and stand the test of time for sure that's yeah. they have a very very good legacy they left behind
3: yeah for sure 100 percent.
0: you always hear james say when i grow up i want to be like ray burton
3: yeah and that's how it was too like i said everybody was just
0: and that describes it perfectly i think in one sentence
3: yeah it was really cool like the one that, another cool experience i got to do I was with ray and we were you know backstage and um and the band was just about to go on stage. But when, like, James saw Ray, I mean, like, he just, like, lit up like a kid at Christmas. Like, seeing Ray, he was just so excited that he was there. Um, so it was, you know, really cool to see that interaction.
0: They're about ready to take the stage, and James is already in kind of show mode, and then he saw him. and
3: Yeah, just hugging him, and, you know, just he was just so happy to see him. Yeah, So cool. Yeah.
0: Well... How about some trivia, Mr. Ginther? Let's do it. So hope I do well. Well, we got 10 questions this week. Mr. Jeff Winslow came up with them all because last week, I think I hammered Tiff with just crazy questions. So how'd she do? Uh, she got six out of 10.
3: Okay, that's good. That's good.
0: Excuse me. She she did amazing. But after I looked at the questions, I thought, holy cow, who wrote these? <laughs>
3: All right, let's do it. Let's see how well I do. And the pressure's on now.
0: Okay, let's uh, let's jump in the fire, everyone. Jeff, you got your list? Yes, sir. You, uh, you want me to take the first five, you take the second? Well, you wrote them. I think you should take all ten. Fair enough. <laughs> Good luck.
2: All right, you ready to jump in the fire, sir? Let's do it. All right, question one. To live is to die is credited to Hetfield, Ulrich, and... Bingo. There we go. Question number two. What was the name of the newspaper Lars Ulrich placed the ad to find bandmates?
3: The Recycler? Do
0: you have a copy of the Recycler in your basement there, Aaron?
3: No, that'd be a a really cool thing to have, though, wouldn't it?
0: That would be really cool. That would be a rare uh, edition of that.
3: I wonder if anybody has
2: that. Yeah, if you could actually find... Find the original ad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three: What is Kirk Hammett's first guitar?
3: I know I got it at a guitar center. I have a photocopy of the receipt, which is weird. Um, it just, but it came in a book. It's not a rare thing, or it's, it's but a, like a Fender.
2: Uh, that's not quite the answer we're looking for, according to what we looked up uh montgomery ward catalog guitar was his first guitar
3: yeah uh, yeah you know i think that's right
0: i remember hearing that story Montgomery Ward, wow what uh yeah what a store joke that was that's like a sears guitar
3: wow that's an old store
0: remember those uh remember your first guitar jeff it was probably a strat that came with a thirty amp crate amp and the combo was seventy bucks. It was a squire. <laughs> I still have that guitar to this day. I think
3: that was my first one too. It was like yeah, like a really yeah.
2: Fun, fun fun fact, uh to this day my favorite guitar I own is that guitar, that $150 what? squire. It's my favorite guitar out of all my Les Paul's all the yeah, all the guitars. I mean there's just something sentimental and special. It's set up perfectly it plays and sounds amazing i know it sounds crazy but it's it's my favorite guitar admit it it's your favorite guitar because you played smoke on the water for your first song actually my first song i ever played was paranoid oh, really and funny thing is as i went from paranoid the second song i ever learned on guitar was master of puppets in full stop wow. swear to god you can ask my stop. parents i went from "Paranoid." i went from paranoid to master of puppets and yeah, to, this, a... to this day I think that's still the longest it took me to learn a song, and it was about two or three days to get that song down. Wow.
0: Well yeah, at eight and a half minutes there's a lot going on, buddy. There was a lot going
2: on, yeah. Yeah,
3: the middle part, the the clean part is tough.
2: Yeah, it was a little tough when I was, you know, eleven years old, but I powered through it. Yeah. So
0: you're saying you ripped the solo?
2: Most of it. I don't know if it was quite to how I play wow. it now, but I mean it was pretty close.
3: Yeah. That's great.
0: It's crazy when you see these kids on YouTube, where they're ripping the Dire Eve solo. Oh God, dude! It's there's kids
2: out there that are eight to ten years old that are ten times what I think I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got kids now, and I think, well, what if they pick up a guitar and they're better than me? You know, within a couple of years, you know, what does that say about me?
0: <laughs> well, Aaron's daughter's got four million followers playing Seek in front of sixty thousand. That's a good. That's a good start. He's like, yeah, whatever. My kid's gifted.
3: Right? Yeah. I'd love her to play an instrument, but she she doesn't yet. Maybe one day.
2: She'll get there. Soon in time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Back to trivia. Question number four. What is the only other band Lars has appeared on? And this would be a recording.
0: Like appeared with or on? Like a
2: like what other band did he, he did a guest feature on? Ooh. Oof.
0: And I made, oh, sure, wow. I
2: made sure to check this one a couple different places. You fact-checked. I fact-checked it. Yeah. No collusion.
1: There is no collusion. <laughs>
3: what was that rapper they did that song with? <laughs> I, I don't know.
2: Uh, that was Ja Rule.
3: Ja Rule. Yeah. I know it's wrong, but that's, that's my final answer. Ja Rule.
2: That is not the right answer, but I like that answer.
3: Oh. <laughs>
2: the answer we were looking for was Merciful Fate.
3: Well, I didn't even know he did that. Uh, 1993.
0: Oh, cool. Aaron, I'd like to say I'm probably one of the top ten Lars fans. I didn't even know that.
3: Yeah, jeez. I'll go check that out.
0: Jeff sent me this, and I'm like, "Are you sure about this?" I do not remember anything about that.
3: Yeah, man. I'm at fifty percent. I'm,
0: you know. I
2: found I found forward. a couple different sources that claimed it to be true. I made sure that there wasn't just one. That it wasn't just Wikipedia. Yeah, and I found
1: I found a couple other
2: places. All right, next question: What Disney cartoon did James and Lars do guest voices for? And it is a Disney cartoon, is the one we're looking for.
3: Yeah, I'm doing bad. I know they did something with like the uh, Barbarian. I don't. That's a. Is that a Disney cartoon?
2: Dude, nice work,
3: Barbarian. Yeah.
2: Uh, You know what? That's close enough. I'll give you that. Oh, God, yeah. I'm impressed, dude. Uh, uh, Dave the Barbarian. Yeah. That, w- that was okay, one that cool. I remember from way back. I remember I found the clip on YouTube when I was young, and me and my me and my friends, we thought it was the funniest thing ever, and we always just replayed <laughs> it. Okay, Shrimpo, you're going to tell us how come you're here, or we're going to find out just how far you can stretch. Yeah, far you can
3: stretch.
0: Nice. That's some rare shit, Jeff. <laughs> this one should...
2: This the next couple should be a little bit easier. Um, what was the first song Metallica wrote for the Black Album?
3: Hoier uh, than that? I don't know.
2: That is not correct, sir. Enter Sandman was the first song they wrote. Huh. Musically, I think it was. I think they wrote the lyrics last, music first.
3: Okay. Yeah, see, I'm learning learning new stuff.
2: Next question. What year was the Met Club formed?
3: 93? 95? 95. Final answer? Yeah, I know that's the first shirt is is (laughs) ninety-four. Ninety-three to (laughs) ninety-four, something in there. (laughs)
0: What, what was the first shirt, Aaron, what year? Go with that answer.
3: It was 94, right?
0: Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. 94. Yeah. I'm going to add a bonus point. I'm going to give you an extra credit question. Where where did the Met Club... <laughs> can't even talk. Good Lord. Remember the conversation with Tiff from Hawaii, Jeff? I couldn't talk about that either. Yeah,
2: there was, there was a few
0: sentences
3: there.
2: <laughs> Let's try this stumbled. again.
0: That's what happens when we record at 1 in the morning. What city did the Met Club used to be located in, Aaron?
3: I believe it was in Knoxville, Tennessee. Boom, nice work. Yeah. Are we, we going to give
0: them that for an extra credit? Yes, that's huge. All right,
3: cool. I need extra credit.
0: Nice work. Remember, you used to have to mail in your ticket request, and you have to wait a couple of weeks to get it back in the uh, snail mail?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing that for... uh Like, SNM, like, the first one. I didn't go, you know, but I remember, like, getting, like, the the letter in the mail if you wanted tickets, or even, like, that's how they first did backstage passes, too, was that.
0: Yeah, the original meet and greets, you had to send in a, uh, oh, what the heck was it? Like, a postcard. Yeah. They'd send you, like, all the postcards for the city, and then you have to send back the city that you wanted with a stamp on it. remember my parents were like, where the hell did all the stamps go? Like uh, uh, Knoxville, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome.
2: All right, we only got three questions left.
3: All right, guys, be good on these.
2: What is the longest original Metallica song?
3: "Alastor."
0: Uh, Ooh, that's a good guess. That is a good I guess. I would have I probably said that.
2: I would have. I I would have either guessed that or Justice. Uh, that is unfortunately not the answer, though. Uh, the answer we were looking for was "Suicide and Redemption."
0: Hmm. That's got to be like nine minutes and fifty seconds.
3: That's a long. That's a long one.
0: It is a long song. Uh,
2: next question: the complete opposite. What is the shortest original Metallica song?
3: Uh, probably "Hardwired."
2: That is very close, but this—I would have said "Hardwired" 2 until I saw this answer. This song beats it by one second. Oh, come on, Jeff! Take it easy on this guy.
3: That's a trick. I'm question. pretty
2: sure, <laughs> if I remember correctly, "Hardwired" is 3:09, and this song is
3: 3:08. Oh my god!
2: The the answer we were looking for was Motor breath.
3: Yeah, that's another sure one too. Wow!
0: It's funny, I. When I think of those two songs, if you ask me how long Motor Breath was, I would say it's at least four or five minutes. It's a, it's a short one. I know. I think of Hardwired as being... Hardwired feels like Last Caress. Like, oh, a minute's up. Goodbye. Hey, sure.
2: Well, yeah. especially for us, because, I mean, we do it how they do it live, so we have the intro tape that plays the intro like they do, and we, by the time we kick in, there's only two and a half minutes a song.
3: Yeah, yeah the first minute, yeah.
0: I would have guessed Hardwired 2. Motor Breath feels like 4 to 5 to me, no matter what version they play. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was Hardwired 2, so I had to double-check
2: it and look that one up. Those,
3: these are some good questions, though.
2: Last one. You'll probably... I'm, I'm sure you'll get this one. Name one other band James Hetfield was in.
3: A leather Charm.
2: Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> should we give him... Uh, if he gets the other one, should should we give him an extra
0: credit?
3: One more. Yeah, extra credit.
0: Oh, name another band that Hetfield was in? Yeah, because I put down two that I Oh love. Aaron Aaron knows this. So you
2: got Leather ah. Charm. I'm trying to think it
3: was I'm trying to think of, like that funny band that he and Cliff are in.
0: That's that's the one.
3: Yeah. I can't think of the name of it.
0: And I remember at the night between party at the chapel. That's when Ray says, oh yeah, Cliff was playing the song and they were singing songs about farts. Yeah. Love that story. As
3: soon as you say it, as soon as you say it I'll be... Uh, it'll ring. But yeah, I can't think of what the name of it was.
2: I'm going to get a t-shirt made that has that band name on it and I'm going to start wearing it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Spastic Children.
3: That's what it is. Well, he was in Dehan too. Does that count?
2: Oh, good point, dude. Uh, I mean... I was, yeah. I, I mean, realistically, I was just looking for one other band. So any other ones? I mean, that is a very good.
0: Excuse me. That's that's very well put, Aaron. That yeah. could be a thousand new questions just based off that show. Yeah. A show that was in your backyard.
3: It was. That was that was awesome seeing that.
0: Well, Shane, did you add up the uh, the score here? He got the live to die. Yep. He got the recycler. Did he give the Montgomery Ward one? Nope. No. Okay. Uh, Merciful Fate with Lars. He got Dave the Bar- uh, Dave the Barbarian. Yep. Three. He got the Met Club. Four. And he had the extra credit one on that one. And he had five for Knoxville and six with Leather Charm.
3: Well, that's not horrible. Those Dude, are that's some great. Those are some tough questions.
2: Yeah, I, I mean... Shane tells me that, you know, we're having diehards on, so I'm like, well, I don't want to be like, well, uh, what was Metallica's first album? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aaron, you're tied with uh, Miss Tiff from Hawaii. Metallica okay.
3: how, how did Bob do? My boy Bob.
0: Mr. Bob got questions that Kendallin could answer, and he got 10 for 10. Okay. I think That was the first episode.
2: I think he's the only one that's gotten all 10.
0: Bob, if you're hearing this, we we need to redo your questions to make this uh, an equal bracket.
3: So I always feel like Bob and I are uh, like twins separated at birth because he's all horror and all Metallica. That's true. So every time we're together, it's like, do we talk? You know, what's better? What's cooler? What do we talk about? So,
0: yeah, horror movies, funny. horror memorabilia. As you can tell, when I research guests, I stalk the hell out of you on Facebook and you guys you guys are twins yeah yeah
3: we have a good time
0: <laughs> great episode but we were asking him questions like who's the drummer in Metallica
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I hope he got that one
0: he struggled but in the end he pulled he pulled it out
3: Joey Jortzen did it one night one night
0: That's <laughs> yeah he said Dave Lombardo <laughs> yeah that's a good point <sighs> Oh, man. Well, Mr. Aaron, 6 for 10 in Jump in the Fire. Great questions, Jeff.
3: Yeah, nice job.
0: Good job, Aaron.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, getting closer to that Jump in the Fire trophy or a uh, James Hetfield pick 10. He's also getting closer to being stranded on an island with Wilson. Here's the show, Aaron, where um, if you've listened to us, you have five songs for the rest of your life stuck on an island, in Castaway with your bloody volleyball after the FedEx plane crashes. I would pick. Give us your top five, and you didn't even have time to study for this. So this is really off no, the cuff.
3: I would pick Orion. I think a hundred percent Orion would be in the top five. Nice. Fade to Black. Leper Messiah.
0: I think every guest we've had has said Fade. Fade has been in there. It's amazing. It's
3: such a great song. Um, Four Horsemen.
0: What'd you say after Fade? I, I missed you. Um, Leper.
3: Yeah, Leper Messiah. Ooh. Four Horsemen.
2: That's been a popular one, too. That's yeah. one of mine.
3: It's such a great song. And then, um, you know, honestly, it's probably like Outlaw Torn, I would say. <laughs>
0: That's been a popular one, too. Yeah. Unbelievable. You spit those out fast, dude.
2: Yeah, I'm very impressed how quickly you just you just knew which ones you were gonna say right off. the Yeah,
3: and some of them are popular. You know, some of them are are gonna be in the top of their bracket. Um, you know, but yeah, they're yeah, I love all those.
2: It's what you want to listen to for the rest of your life with Tom yeah. Tom Hanks,
0: Orion, Fade, Leper, Horse, and Outlaw, coming out of Sterling Heights, Michigan.
3: Sounds like a great set list.
0: Real quick, just to
2: clarify, are all of those album versions or is there any live versions or any altered versions that you would prefer to hear? Or,
3: Yeah, I would do, you know, for Outlaw, definitely the symphony version. SM version. number 100%. Um, I like Four Horsemen Live when they play the full version. With the, I, the know, Skinner
2: interlude? Skinner, dude.
3: Yeah, so I, that and probably fade Live, too. Like I love the goodbye. I can't sing, but when you know the whole goodbye you. part is, oh, is yeah. pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a good vibe. It's interesting. We've had four guests now. Jeff Outlaw S and M has been in almost every discussion. Yep, and the live version of Horse with the Skinner Bridge has always been a topic. It's it's funny how this is going. It seems
2: like so. Yeah, Fade was in everyone's. Fade was in mine. Outlaw was in mine too. I, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't really know what to expect with, you know, having a bunch of diehards on. But I like the fact that we're all kind of thinking alike here. Yeah, love it. So
3: forever, like you know, if it's like a lost situation. We'll know what to play on the on the radio.
2: If I get stuck <laughs> on an island and I hear. Four Horsemen or Fade to Black playing somewhere on the island, I'll assume that one of you guys are probably on that island with me.
0: <laughs> I'd probably be the pilot that crashed you, Jeff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez.
3: Yeah.
0: Aaron can be the volleyball.
3: Yeah. Put just a red face on me.
0: There you go. 99 shows, Aaron, what song haven't you heard live yet that you're dying to hear? Unforgiven 2? I... I agree.
3: Yeah, like you know, I didn't do the Quebec shows. Um, I don't know why, but I know they played it there, and I think that was the only U time in the U.S. They played it, so I, I missed that one. That'd be really cool. Here would be that.
2: That would definitely be one of
0: the songs that I would pick yeah. too. So when you saw that set list that night, were you like, "Fuck"? Oh, fuck!
3: Yeah, and then, then uh, and they did Fright into Sanity, too, which is, you know, that'd be really cool to hear, too. Absolutely. But for me, I, I'd pick Unforgiven, too. Over, I feel over I,
2: I feel like that might possibly be the song that I would pick, too, if I had to pick one to hear, hear live that I've never heard. That would definitely...
3: It's so underrated. I know there's a lot of hate for Load and Reload, but there's a lot of good stuff on there. Personally,
2: Unforgiven 2 has always been my favorite out of the three.
0: In your collection, Aaron, do you have anything... That has to do with the piss Christ. With the what? The piss Christ. The artwork for Load.
3: Oh, Um
0: I shouldn't say the artwork for Load, but from the same artist. You know the piece I'm talking about.
3: I think I have a, a glass. You know, when they did like the glasses with the the album called like the etched glasses. Yes. I have a Load glass, but yeah, that's about it.
2: That's cool though.
3: Yeah. Remember the T-shirt that was the Load T-shirt. Yes. It's just semen and blood and stuff on your shirt. You're referring
0: to the one that's like it's all over. Yeah, the whole yeah, entire it shirt. Covers yeah. the entire shirt.
3: Yeah. It'd be kinda of gross to wear.
2: Hey, <laughs> hey. I'm just nothing to see here, just covered in
0: blood and semen. You wore that to Sunday school, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's about the human body and reproduction <laughs> and everything like that.
0: Of all the shows I've seen, I still have yet to hear trapped under ice really i've missed it by a night on the front side i missed it by a night on the back side it's like man i just can't lock that one in
3: yeah I, I don't know how many times i've heard that they the first orion they played the whole ride the lightning album
0: yeah i missed so that, I that I I'm um
3: i think i've heard of it maybe like once or twice at a different show but that's a good one too
0: hey you got escape too man
3: let's see i like that song
0: I do too. We are talking to Tiff last week about it. I, I, I told her there might not be a chance we hear that ever again.
3: Probably not. No. But that's a good song. You guys have to play. Do you guys play that one?
0: We do. We just started playing that, what, a year ago, Jeff?
2: Yeah, roughly. And it's actually gone over really well. Like, every show we play, you know, we're always a little nervous to play some of the rare songs, like, you know, yeah. Unforgiven 2 and uh, Escape and whatnot, but they always seem to go over really well. And... You know, anytime we play escape and you hear because we have the siren backing track at the end, it's just it sounds so cool when you're in a big old venue and you just hear that, you know, thundering throughout the the venue. It's it's a cool
0: air raid siren. Yeah. We played that for the first time when we also played free speech for the dumb one person knew free speech. And I was like, oh, boy, this is (laughs) We played a lot of rare, rare songs that night. That was that no hits, no smashes, no radio hit show.
2: Yeah. We literally, we didn't play like puppets, Sandman, anything. Like if it was on the radio, we didn't play it. We even, we even played my world at that song or at that show.
0: Yeah. We opened the show with free speech and went into two by four and the reactions were very minimal. And I thought, Oh God, we're in for a long night, (laughs) but we played escape and then we played the cure. And the place went apeshit. It was, it was awesome
3: when we did. Like, here's a really good song. That's yeah. a good song to, to drum to. And that has to be a fun one to play drums. When at. we did
2: straightforward, Carpe Diem. That song went over really well
0: too. People seem to like that one.
3: That's another. That's yeah, another good. You know, load reload era song.
0: It's funny to think the the ones you think are going to be favorites are duds, and the ones you're worried about are just. In the first two seconds, everyone's like, oh, fuck, yeah, here we go.
3: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: That's how
2: Clover is. People always get super excited when they hear that that orchestra backing
0: track start. They're like, oh, shit.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a great song, too. So many good ones.
0: Now we just need to show Jeff where we play Street Anger in its entirety. Yeah, in case you didn't know, because
2: uh, I have an issue. I'm... The only person in the world who likes Saint Anger—it's actually my second favorite Metallica album. Wow, (laughs) and that's that's for real.
3: (laughs) Yeah, there's. See, that was like I have good memories of that tour because that was the first time I traveled a lot. Was the Saint Anger tour?
2: That was a great tour.
3: Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Was was seeing that, and I think I heard Dirty Window and some kind of monster and unnamed feeling. Oh,
2: dude, that's that's so cool.
3: There were some good ones that they played in that whole, that whole run.
2: I got to hear "Saint Anger" and "Frantic," and that was those were the only ones off of that album that I got to hear. But at that show, we got to hear "Clover" and "Disappear" too.
3: Nice, "Disappear" that's a good song too. And we heard "All Within My Hands" at uh, S and M.
2: That would so be cool. That'd be so cool. I
0: love that version.
3: Yeah,
2: it's amazing.
3: Yeah, it's a good one.
0: The great thing about the St. Anger Tour, Aaron, is that's when they really started mixing up the set list nightly.
3: Yeah. And it was nice, too, because there are so many, like, in that, too, there so many double cities. Like, Chicago two nights, New York two nights. So it was cool to see, you know. Yeah, they, the do,
2: Switch. they just, those few slots there, you'd get to be like, yeah. all right, well, they played that song that night, you know. And that's when they introduced... uh the live Metallica, the downloads too, right? Wasn't it? That that was, yeah,
3: I had spent so much money <laughs> in, in yeah. that thing. And then I, I you definitely know,
2: got a few of those.
3: <laughs> and then I forgot where, like afterwards, like, you know, it, I ended up getting them all kind of, some kind of drive. But, uh, you know, I made sure I got every show that I went to. Wow. It was huge on there. But it was just so cool hearing like a live of the show that you went to you know, like a nice soundboard quality version of that was really cool.
0: Just think what they've made off that over the years.
3: Yeah. just Oh man. And I'm glad they're doing, they're filming like, you know, professional videoing all these shows, you know, like back in the day, they would have fans, you know, video the shows with handheld cameras. And remember that, you know, that was cool, you know, but they're never going to release that stuff, you know, like in a full concert. I would love to have like the Detroit show, like the one, um, the M2K one for New Year's Eve 99. I would love to see that video of that show.
0: I remember maybe a year ago they released Blackened from that. Yeah. And that footage in there is just, oh, they were just on fire.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would love for that to be released one day. Maybe one day. Who knows? Well, I mean, and yeah, I know you... I, I, and that's, that's another thing, too. Like, I love Ma- Master Terium, the mix-up between Master Puppets and Santerium. Yes. That's awesome. We play that. There, do you? nice i love stuff like that like the kill ride meddling and everything it's it's really cool to see us we do like that, that
2: one too it's it's so fun to to take those and that's what's great about metallica and and doing what we do is they have so many different variations of what they've done i mean they they were never that band that was like all right we put out a record now let's go play it note for note every single right. night like you know they went up there, and whatever happened that night, that's what happened, and that's what made it truly special and makes it unique. And it's fun for us because there's so many different variations of things that they've done that we can change it up night to night. And depending on you know the diehards that are in the crowd, you know it's 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 going to they're going to be the ones that are hearing that and be like, oh yeah, you know you did that from yeah. you know binge and purge or whatever it is. So it's definitely cool that you know there's that much material out there. Right,
0: proper good memories. I think Master Terium they started doing on that m two k tour because I saw five shows and right over New Year's there, and they were playing it every night. That was awesome.
3: yeah, and then they did it like in that summer too, with um yes. like first summer sanitarium and they you know, they did it there.
0: I love that m two k because they did three nights in a row in Minneapolis, and they also did two nights in Chicago. And, boy, that setless mix-up during that week was just phenomenal. They were opening with Die, Die, My Darling. Minneapolis. That was at the Metrodome, wasn't it? No, Target. Oh, it was Target. It was with Kid Rock and Seven Dust. Oh, yep, that's right.
3: So you got to hear 2x4, Phantom Lord.
0: Yeah, Phantom, 2x4. And that is funny you bring that up because they played Trapped Under Ice at the Chicago show I did not go to the night before <laughs> the one I went to, and they played Phantom. But they were opening with... Die die going right into two by four. Yeah. Bleeding me, blackened.
3: Bleeding me, that would be like if I could take six songs on the island, Bleeding Me would be number six.
0: S M version, right? Yeah. That's Wilson's song.
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, yeah, he can bring that one. Uh um,
0: oh man, good memories.
3: Yeah, great shows.
0: Well, Aaron, it's been a pleasure, man.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me and thanks for having Kendall in and yeah.
2: Yeah, thanks for great
3: talking to you guys.
2: Thanks for letting her be on the show and thanks for coming on. It's, dude, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you.
3: Yeah, thank you. I, I just have to study up on my like really obscure Metallica trivia for next time, though.
0: Jeff was being a hard ass there, and I apologize.
3: Yeah, it's like the like a pop <laughs> quiz from hell.
0: <laughs> that was a Metallica well, beatdown with the kill them all axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sledgehammer. <laughs> Shane will go back to writing the questions next week, maybe. Yeah, that was crazy. Aaron, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for reaching out.
3: No, anytime.
0: I think we talked 10% Metallica and 90% Chevy Chase, which is always good in my book.
3: I love Chevy Chase. Yeah. I'm going to watch vacation, even though it's like 1.30 here. I'm going to watch vacation, I think, tonight in bed.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to put it on, too. 130 yeah. in Detroit rock city watching the truckster back out of the garage with all the luggage on the top.
3: Yeah, see yeah, and uh, and all that good stuff.
0: Look out for them freeways.
3: Watch those freeways. Oh, cousin Eddie.
0: Oh god. Well, thanks again Aaron. Uh, hopefully we cross paths soon. Hopefully it's at a at a live setting or a big venue and we get to ride the rail again.
3: Yeah, let's do it. You guys take care. Stay safe and we'll talk soon.
0: You as well. Take care. All
3: right. See you guys.
0: See you, man.